Hey, hey, welcome back to the Drum Mantra Podcast. I hope you're doing great. It is, what is today? Gosh, January 20th. Thursday, January 20th. Hey, hey, welcome to the 20th of January. What a special time this is. Um, man, it's been a crazy week. Such a strange week of events. COVID is still just wreaking havoc on the music industry and um, uh, just people rescheduling gigs, canceling shows, tours are getting canceled, huge acts are not able to sell tickets, uh, it's just crazy. And a couple things of, of mine got canceled, so I'll, I'm going to talk about that for a minute. I've got I just have a handful, I just jotted down a couple notes of things to, uh, to talk about today. So I'm just going to kind of talk about a few items that are on my mind right now. First of all, first and foremost, unbelievable experience coming up this Sunday, January 23rd at 1.30 p.m. The Drum Mantra Masters Series presents the great Ed Sof. If you are unfamiliar with Ed Sof, please familiarize yourself quickly and get a ticket and come hang with us in a Zoom call on Sunday, January 23rd. Ed is going to give us all kinds of wisdom. Uh, he's going to talk about brushes. He's actually asking everyone to have brushes with them. This is on Zoom, so you can be anywhere in the world and watch it. It will also be recorded, so you can watch the replay if you register. So, highly recommend it. If you do know who Ed is, Obviously, you're going to move everything in your schedule and be there because he's a genius. He's one of the most decorated teachers in history. Uh, gosh, I can't even think of the list of, of people he's he's taught. is just insane. I mean, let's see. Let me, let me see if I have a little. I made a list recently. Let's see if this is here. Yeah, so here's a list of some people that, Ed Sof has taught. Peter Erskine, Dave Weckel, John Riley, Keith Carlock, Earl Harvin, Jim White, Rich Redman, Ari Honig, Blair Sinta, Mackenzie Smith, Ross Peterson, Jim Riley, Jason Sutter, Stockton Helbing, Joel Fountain, Brian Delaney, Matt Young, Adam Gus, Craig Pilo, Rich Matchlot, Steve Pruitt, Max Lopin, me. And I you know, I think he might have also taught Greg Bissonette. I'm not sure that era, but if that's the case, that he also taught Steve Houghton. I mean, it's just on and on because, of course, Ed was the drum teacher at the University of North Texas for many, many years. And before he became the professor of drums at University of North Texas, he was in the One O'Clock Lab Band for four years, freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior years of college from 64 to 68, I believe, because then my uncle was the drummer in the One O'Clock in 69. Um he played with the Glenn Miller Orchestra. He played with the Stan Kenton Orchestra. He played with Woody Herman for years, Clark Terry for years. He played with Bill Evans, Randy Brecker, Dave Liebman, Chris Potter, on and on. He's super heavy, everybody. So if you're listening to this and you don't have anything going on on Sunday, you must be there. If you're listening to this and you do have something going on on Sunday, if you're serious about drums and you really want to connect with someone who's one of the heaviest people alive, cancel your plans and be there. It's 90 minutes. And if you absolutely can't be there, then you should register and watch the replay. I promise you it's going to be life-changing. 
promise. I promise you. You got to trust me. Okay, that's the Ed Sof news. Next news, practice sessions. The Drum Mantra online practice sessions. There are four a week now that you can attend. And we've had really great attendance. We've had, gosh, I think about 75 people attend since the beginning of the year. So um, in the last three weeks, we've had 75 people come. Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. Central, we have the primary series practice session, which is an advanced practice session. It's an hour long. The material is pretty intense. Uh, I still don't discourage you to come if you don't feel like you're an advanced player because we can modify things to work for anybody, but doing it the way that we're doing it, it's advanced. Sundays, usually at noon, is the foundational series practice session, which is I would say intermediate to advanced. It's still challenging, but it's a little bit more accessible. Of course, we won't be doing it the the uh, 23rd when Ed is doing his master class, but every other Sunday at noon, foundational series. Monday nights at 6 p.m. Central Standard, the lesson of the month. The lesson of the month is a thing that I give all the members of Drum Mantra each month to work on. The lesson of the month for January happens to be 10 parts long, and it will span 10 weeks. So the lesson of the month for 2022 will span January, February, and part of March. It'll probably span all of March, and then April will be a new lesson of the month. So this is a big one. There's like 180 exercises um, with an ultimate goal of having of being able to do this play-along that is 35 minutes long. As you know... Or maybe you don't know. If you don't know, Drum Mantra is all about playing exercises that lead you into a performance of the collection of exercises for that particular lesson or course. So the goal of Drum Mantra is, um, one of the goals of Drum Mantra is to play these extended exercises as, someone might say, meditation, as a way of developing muscle memory, as a way of training yourself to stay focused for long durations of time, as a way of changing what you're doing without sitting on something for too long, but you're constantly changing as, as the exercises evolve. So there's a, lot, there's a lot going on mentally with these exercises. And drum mantra, you know, I've been saying this lately, drum mantra is not about playing drum beats and learning songs. Drum mantra is about understanding deep levels of rhythm, understanding deep levels of coordination, rhythmic structures, building muscle memory, understanding phrasing, understanding polymetric coordination. There's a million places you can go to learn how to play a bossa nova beat or a swing beat. There are a million places you can go to learn how to play a rock song. That's not what drum mantra is about. Drum mantra is about going deeper with your practice. It's about practice, period. And the practice that you do will find its way into all your other playing. If you work on the drum mantra material, your rock playing, your jazz playing, your Latin playing, everything will be better. Your reading will be better. Your time will be better. So it's kind of a, kind of a place where you're going to work on the mechanics, the deep mechanics. I'm talking, you know, three and fives together with accent moving and pulse displacements and all these things. But it all makes sense. It's not it's not crazy drum stuff that's like, where am I ever going to use this? It's it's a very methodical 
process that we go through in these two books, the foundational series and the, and the primary series. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, you can practice with us. You go to drummantra.com, click on practice sessions. There's the schedule. Okay. Next thing. Okay, so I, what I've been doing um, this week is editing... I, I, I'm about to uh, send the primary series book. It's It's been published on Amazon for a few years, but it is about to go into the Hudson Digital Music Library. So I'm going through and just making sure everything is in the right place. And I actually found uh, a little mistake the other day, so I've been fixing that. And then... Um, once the book layout is correct, because it's different than a, than a printed layout, you know, you have to change the entire layout for, for digital. You have to make sure the pages open in the right way so the play-alongs can carry through two pages and stuff. So once that's done, then I have to get all the play-alongs organized. And there are, gosh, I can't, I don't even know, but there are probably about 70 play-alongs for the primary series book totaling in over two hours of, of music and I had them I luckily I've had them all composed which took a long time so everything's composed but I realized that um, a couple quite a few sections don't the I, I'm, I'm just fixing the continuity and the consistency like um, I went back and added a, a real shaker and a real kashishi and real sleigh bells and a real sussim roll, um, and I and I've got to make sure that that is in all the play alongs throughout. So there's some, so it all feels cohesive as the primary series play along packet. Um, that takes a lot of time. I do everything in Ableton, so I've got you know the primary series is is 11 sections long, so I have 11 different sessions in Ableton. Each one has the play-alongs for that section, and I just have to go in and make sure that everything has the shaker in the right place, and the backbeats are right with the kashishi, and the backbeats are right with the sleigh bells, and the sussim happens at the top of each section to let you know that you're starting the the uh, the practice over again. There's all these little things that the music does to tell you and to guide you through the exercise. So that's what I'm working on, and. Um, a lot of work it's time consuming and it's kind of a busy week so I've been a little bit stressed about it but it's getting there it's coming along so that's something that's happening and uh, it's fun I love doing these primary series practice sessions have really kind of kicked that book into high gear and um, because people are coming and working through the materials it's really making me make sure that the play-alongs are ready and everything is cool. So soon, that will be available on Hudson Digital. Probably in the next, I don't know, six weeks. Because once they get it, they have to go in and and add the audio files to every single page. And that takes a lot of work. There's a lot of time involved. If you have the foundational series book on Hudson Digital, it has been updated. So make sure you open it and it will just update for you. We noticed um, a couple things that needed to be changed, and those have been changed. Everything's fixed on it now, so that's good. What else? Okay, here's one for you. I've had several gigs be canceled 
um, recently because of COVID, which is so interesting because when something gets canceled, there's all these different kinds of cancellations and, and you know, the, the, the main corporate event group that I work with called Beat Mix Music that puts out hundreds of musicians on, I mean, on a busy weekend, we can have a hundred musicians working. Um, anyway, I'm in one of the bands and, you know, when there's contracts involved and you're talking lots of money and people want to, con- you know, cancel because of this or that, there's a lot of legal stuff involved and that's nothing that I'm part of. I don't deal with any of that. Um, I'm just told when the gig is, where the gig is, and then I just go to it. But a um, couple events that I'm involved in uh, just got canceled, like um uh, Mark Walker and I are supposed to do, we were doing the guest artists for the Vandercook College Day of Percussion, which is a, a PAS, Percussive Art Society, event. Um, we did uh, we did PASIC with the Vandercook College Percussion Ensemble, and we actually made a video for that. It's an hour and 15 minute long um, documentary of Mark and I composing songs, rehearsing the tunes with the college, and then going into the recording studio and recording them. That's going to air at some point, probably on the day of when the event was supposed to happen. So February 5th, we were supposed to do this um, day of percussion at Van Cook College in Chicago, where we were going to perform with a percussion ensemble and do clinics and do workshops. But of course... I mean, kids in Chicago land area, they haven't even been to school. They just started school like a couple of days ago because they they had an extra week or sometimes some schools had two more weeks after winter break uh because of Omicron virus or Omicron variant. And so no schools are ready. No schools have been able to work up their cuz cuz a percussion festival like this, you know, all these high schools come in and and perform and there's judges that that listen to them and make notes. None of these schools are are ready. They haven't rehearsed anything. They've barely been in school, so it's a very weird year. And you know, then even if the school was prepared, then the school district has to give permission for the percussion ensemble to get on a bus <laughs> and go to another school. It's just like that's not happening. So canceled, postponed, most likely. We'll do that at some point. But um, I was really looking forward to that. Of course, we all were. But gosh, in these times, you just don't know what to expect. So that that was an interesting one. And then I had another one that just got canceled today. I got an email from um, uh, Jason and Andrew at ProLogics because they were hosting an event with Sweetwater Music in Indiana called Drummers in Session. And the Drummers in Session event was supposed to be Russ Miller, Emmanuel Caplet, and me. We were all going to fly into Sweetwater, and we did. It was supposed to be, uh, let's see, fly in Thursday and do a dinner, and then Friday was a rehearsal, and then a, a concert with the three of us, and then also a little uh, a clinic, a master class kind of clinic that night, each of us, and then the next day we each taught we're supposed to teach three sections while people rotated through all three of us. And then there was going to be a panel discussion and a dinner and all this stuff. Um, and dang, that would have been fun. 
but you know i'm i'm cool with these cancellations because hopefully they're being they're they're people are paying attention and being smart because i don't know if i want to be crammed into a building with 150 people right now so that's uh postponed also so two really cool big anchor kind of gigs for the beginning of the year both postponed because of the omicron variant so the business of music is very shaky right now you never know what is going to happen you just have to roll with it keep on going okay here's another (laughs) i have all these little bullet point things that i wanted to talk about because i've had this interesting week um Rehearsals. So in one of my practice sessions, um, I was asked about rehearsing because I got called last minute at night, the night before, to sub uh, a church gig at a, at one of the big kind of mega church organizations in Chicago. Uh, so I uh, got the music and listened to everything once made notes, went, played the gig. That was it. And um, I I mentioned that to this practice class. And there was the question of how do you prepare? And, you know, the the idea of like, if I'm going to prepare for something, I would have to prepare for weeks potentially. And how was it that I was only able to listen to the song once and go in and do it? And, of course common sense would say that I was able to do that because I've been doing this for a really, really long time. And so I have ways of listening to songs and ways of making notes that I only have to listen to the song once if I if I know the form, if I know the groove, if I know the tempo, and if I know the vibe, I'm done. I've got it. So if I can map it out, and I didn't even have to map this stuff out. There were actually charts. I just had to make drum notes for myself. Tempo vibe is it is it is it intense is it laid back um specific grooves and roadmap that's it so i can do all that in one listen and that's kind of what i do if it's just a one-off gig situation and i thought you know there's different kinds of rehearsal preparations that we all have one of them is Get ready for a quick gig. You're going to play the music once, and that's it. Sometimes an artist might come through town, hire a band. You have to learn their material, and they want to have a rehearsal. So they send you the music, and a lot of times they don't have charts. Sometimes they do. So it's like whatever it takes for you to be prepared for that artist. And something like that might take two listens per song to make your own chart. To have it, you know, solid. The, the 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 bottom line of all this is do whatever it takes to be ready for the rehearsal, to be ready for the gig. So if you can do it quick and you're effic- effective and efficient, then there you go. But if it takes you 10 listens of a song, if it takes you having to play that song a couple times along with the track, then that's what you have to do. There was definitely a time in my life where I had to play along to the song to know the song, but not anymore. I can just listen to the song and 
and I'm and I'm fine. I can listen to it once and I'm fine for most stuff. Other music requires more study, and I've definitely spent many many hours on one song. If I'm trying to, if it's a challenging song, if it's very important that everything be exact, that could take a lot of work. So there's this, you know, quick prep for a one-off song, one-off gig. There's a little bit deeper preparation if you're having to, you know, chart stuff out for yourself. Now, I play in an original band in Chicago called The Unknown New. The composer, Paul Mutzabaugh, sends us a complete demo of him playing all the instruments and a chart. And the chart is, I mean, the one that he just sent, I think it's five or seven pages. I can't remember. It's, it's long. It's involved. It's challenging. Everything about it is hard. And he's already performed usually everything except the drums and percussion. I play percussion in this band. So in these instances, I have the music. I can see it, but there's no information for me. There's no percussion information. I can hear the music exactly as it will be performed by all the musicians. And then my job is to create my part to go with that music. That might seem like an easy task because when you're creating, it's kind of like whatever you decide is the musical thing, that's what you'll present. But there's something about this music that is very challenging to create to, especially on percussion. Well, drum set the drum set parts are created by John Deidemeyer, who is one of the most incredible jazz drummers period. Um, He plays drums, I play percussion. So, you know, I'm surrounded by about 60 different instruments, and I have to make musical choices that support what's going on in the music, but also have a counterpoint to the music, so there's a way, and a counterpoint to John, so when he's playing drums, I want to make sure that I'm doing something that complements him and counterpoints him, so it becomes a part that's composed that both of us are sort of interacting in. And he's a, an extremely sensitive drummer who does the same thing. He composes his parts to work with what I'm doing. So we're both kind of creating these parts on our own in hopes of, and not in hopes of, they usually, we understand how each other think, so these things do come together. But there's a lot of preparation in this, listening to the music, really understanding it, really figuring out, because it's not just a normal song. These are long songs with odd phrases and, you know, sections that don't, that aren't eight bar phrases and stuff. It's stuff that you have to really pay attention to the entire time. Um, So a lot of times if there's a five or seven page chart, I will start to create my part and start writing my own chart of all the information that I specifically need based on that chart and I can usually get it down to one or two pages as just a percussion reduction for myself and these parts that are created are composed and played the same way every time so you have to consider how many instruments can you play at the same time or can you get to a tambourine if you've got a triangle beater in your hand but then you also have to do a suspended cymbal roll and then a gong hit. I mean, there's all these things that require to choreograph 
what you're going to do. So there's a lot involved. We have a rehearsal next week, and I will be preparing. I will start preparing probably tonight and listening to this music every day, a couple times a day, and really thinking about it. And then when I go to rehearsal, I will hopefully have some kind of idea of what I will do. I will record the rehearsal as I continue to come up with my part and then go home and ultimately make my chart, create my part. And then I, a lot of times I'll put the demo into Ableton and record my part that I've been created to send to Paul for his approval. You know, it's like, do you dig all these things that I'm doing? And he, and he will either say, that's great, or he'll say, let's try this, let's move this around, let's do this. So he gives us the freedom to create based on his composition, and then he starts to get involved in what it is once, once we start to develop that. That's a crazy, amazing way to uh, prep for something. And, of course, that is a band. We will be performing. We'll be recording a record. We're about to record, I think, our fifth record. So... You know everything counts. It's not a one-off. It's your, it's my, you know, creative contribution to his composition. So that's a totally different way of preparing. And then the final and crazy prep for a rehearsal that I just had the other day is I got called to do a rehearsal, and the requirement was none of us could know anything about the rehearsal. We don't know the music. We don't know anything. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't even know who all was on the rehearsal. I had an idea, and it was you know a lot of people that I usually work with. But the rehearsal was piano, bass, guitar, drums, trumpet, trombone, saxophone. None of us knew what music we were going to look at. None of us knew anything about it. And the whole point of the rehearsal was we were proofreading and checking charts for an act that's about to go out and do a big cruise ship show. So the act is just four singers. And the singers are going to bring their charts and hand them to the band on the cruise ship. And usually those guys are pretty good. So they'll be able to read. But they want to make sure the charts are easy to read. All the information is there and everything's perfect but they wanted to make sure that it was able to be sight read. So we went in cold with no knowledge of anything. And it turned out to be um, like a, a two, two sets of a, like a Frankie Valley show that they put together. Um, and there were tracks and there were, you know, so we had in-ears and we had count-offs and vocal cues and all this stuff that we didn't know anything about. So here we are in the rehearsal, and we'd play through a tune, and then as we're playing through the tune, we're reading it and trying to read it perfect because the singers are listening to it. And if they hear a mistake, they might think it's something in the chart. So, you know, reading exactly what's in the chart, exactly. No, not improvising at all on anything. Like, here's what your chart sounds like. And then at the end, everyone would make notes. And a lot of times for on my charts, everything was in the wrong place. So the bass drum was uh, the bass drum was on the D line under the staff. The snare drum was on the A line in the staff. 
and the symbol patterns were in the E line of the staff, and that's all wrong. I mean, that's that all needed to be. I was like, right now, if I look at this chart, I'm telling them after we play the tune, I'm like, if if I had to play this chart, I would think that my I was supposed to play the floor tom and some other. You know, I could figure out that that's the bass drum, but it seems like that would be the floor tom. So I had to tell them, you know, sh shift all this stuff up a space. Sometimes there were strange uh, symbols uh, for symbols. <laughs> it's like, you know, instead of X's, there'd be something else. I'm like, this is really awkward and weird. So, you know, fixing the drum charts or all of a sudden there'd be nothing in a measure. So I'd stop and they'd all look at me and I'm like, there's nothing here. So we're fixing all that kind of stuff. And, you know, then the, then the piano player might say, you know, this chord voicing isn't quite right you know this this chord voice needs to be this and it, it kind of doesn't it collides with the guitar or when you're singing this melody it this needs to be involved in the harmony so you've got guys that are able to help them harmonically guys that are able to help them with rhythm and then the horn parts they're also making suggestions you know the trombone players like you can't really play that high on a trombone or uh, this passage doesn't really make sense musically or something like that. So this crazy rehearsal, it was awesome because everyone's so good and it was so cool to hear everyone give these comments. And then the producer of the show was there making the notes and then taking it back to um, the person who wrote the charts and getting everything fixed before they got on this show. But wow, what a different kind of rehearsal that was, right? To kind of be required to not know anything until you get there so that was kind of fun so there's like four different kind of song prep techniques that i experienced in one week's time interesting huh okay <laughs> i got to the end of my list if you're listening still thank you <laughs> just uh you know i just just thought i'd want to say hi to you and and uh kind of give you a little window into my my week. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you come to a practice session. I would love to to have you. You can go drummonster.com to the practice session section and join us. Right now it's pay what you want. So you could, you know, pay what you want. Come on in, check it out, see if it's a good fit. Definitely, if at all possible, come to the Ed Sof masterclass this Sunday. January 23rd. If you can't come, still register and you can watch the replay. It's going to be awesome and you should do it. If you haven't done any of the drum mantra stuff before, there's the 3030 course, which people in over 50 countries around the world have done and they love it. You can find that at the website. If you want to get deep with your practice, check out some of this material. If you have questions, you can reach me at drummantra at gmail.com. Send me an email. I'm happy to talk to you about this material and see where you're at and see how it would be a good fit for you. So, yes, thank you for uh, your time and attention. Welcome to the Drum Mantra world. If this is something new for you, um, check out some other podcasts. Check out the website. Check out the YouTube channel. Um, subscribe to everything. I appreciate all of that. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. All right. Have a great week. Take care. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Drum Mantra Podcast. Your time and attention is much appreciated. I would love it if you went to the iTunes store and left a rating. And please share this with anybody that you think would like to go deeper with their practice. Take care.